0: Welcome everyone to WRPX, your Wrestling Revolution Podcast. I am your host, Antonio Garza, and we are back for another show of professional wrestling talk, and we are going to be covering... The weekend of the 18th and 19th of September and what a weekend it was packed. We had the start of the G1 Climax, the almost climax of the five star Grand Prix and we have Impact Wrestling's Victory Road. And that's going to be the main focus of this week's episode. Um, in total, we are talking about six different shows that uh, happened. And that's just talking between these promotions. Uh, we had a a big Dragon Gate show where Jamato uh, just keeps on, on keeping the title. Um, he defeated that young boy. I, I think it was, man, Kota Minora. Uh, we had the AJPW Super Deluxe Series where Jake Lee finally defeated Suwama Uh, that match had been built for a while and so Jay Lee finally has the win. Afterwards Miyahara came out for the challenge and so I think we're heading into Miyahara Lee Um, You know, just a lot of things happening Um, and for this particular show we are going to be focusing on three promotions and we may as well get to it Let's start with stardom Uh, We are in we are reviewing shows 13, 14, and 15 of the Five Star Grand Prix. We are down to two shows, if I'm not mistaken. One from Edion. Uh, I think it's from Edion. Uh, actually, I'm not really sure where they're going to be taking place, but I do know they're the big shows. One for sure is Ottawa, um, the Ottawa Gymnasium, where I think that's going to be the final. But uh, it's the the shows that we had they were up and down we had a couple of really good matches a couple of like just okay matches nothing really special um but at this point we are starting to see who's likely to advance and who is not likely to advance or 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 make it become like a credible contender towards the end Uh, quick rundown of the results i i don't think it's necessarily to go over each match, uh, especially because we're talking about, I don't know, almost like 30 matches between the three shows. But the first show that we're going to be going over is Day 13. This was in Goruaken Hall. This took place on the 16th. Uh, we had Hana defeat Lady C, the defeat Waka Sukiyama and Himeka defeat Mai Sakurai. Those were your openers. As for tournament matches, we had Natsupoi defeat Sakikashima, Momo Watanabe defeat Mina Shirakawa, Sayaka Mitami defeat Asumi, Takumi Iroha defeat Unagi Sayaka, Koguma defeat Mayu Watani. Well, it, it was actually a double count out, um, so it was a draw. Konami defeat Utami Hayashishita, and Suri defeat Tanakano in a really, really good match. Um, I, I don't really think there's much to talk about in this uh, particular show. I I think with the defeat of Hayashita at the hands of Konami, I think that is a title shot that we could be building up to. Not for osaka Joe Hall, but maybe towards the end, if Hayashita manages to retain the title, um, I mean, we're, I think we're all still expecting COD to win. Uh, but yeah, I think that could be a total good challenge for Hayashita down the line. Um... And that's pretty much it for this particular show. Like none of the other matches were anything uh, special, <laughs> to be honest. Then on the eighteenth, we eighteenth, uh, we had the uh, day fourteen. This was on edion. I don't know Osaka number two in Osaka, Japan. Um, just a day. I think it was the same day that New Japan had their edion show. I think so. Um, well we can confirm that really quick cuz so New Japan had 18 and 19 on Edion this was on the 18th so the first night but this took place on the number 2 the the side venue that is uh next to to where New Japan run their shows so if you if you were in Osaka on the 18th around the area of the Edion arena man you you had a you had a, a, a tough choice to pick between these two promotions um the opener saw Fukigen Death defeat Lady C, Suri defeated Wakasukiyama, Konami defeated Mai Sakurai uh both of the latter ones are still doing their stardom challenge series i think Sakurai is on number nine while Sukiyama should be on number five if i'm not mistaken um uh, but yeah they're they're doing the whole thing then when it comes to the tournament we had Unagi Sayaka defeat Roaka, Roaka still with zero points. And I think that's how she will end. Koguma defeated Saki Kashima, Mayu Watani defeated Miya Shirakawa. And at this point, I do want to mention Shirakawa low key is having a really, really good tournament. She has looked pretty competent against everyone that she has wrestled that she's not ranking out points or anything, but she has looked really good in all of her matches. And she has done different things in all her matches. So good for her. Asumi defeated Takumi Iroha in a really fun match. Um, Asumi and Iroha know each other from, from when they were like starting the business. Uh, Iroha is like 10 years older than Asumi, but she debuted only like one year before Asumi. So they do kind of like have a similarities when it comes to their, their uh, upbringing in wrestling. Uh, And so, this was a match between friends, and like you could see it in in Takumi's face that she was just having such a blast wrestling her friend. And in the main event, Starlight Kid defeated Himeka. Uh, yeah, I mean, not, nothing really special. Like, I mean, he, Himeka Starlight Kid was your main event, so say I mean, just I don't know that it doesn't scream main event for me. uh. But that was our main event uh, and that was night 14. Again, they're okay shows. They're just like also like not super newsworthy at this point there. We are just like heading into the final. So we are just kind of like accommodating and leveling up the numbers so that we have the proper chase for the last two shows and then the on the 20th we had show 15. This took place on Korakuen Hall back in Tokyo, Japan. Um, this opened with Himeka defeated Hanan. Lady C got her first win in about 10 months uh, against Wakasukiyama. This was Lady C's first win. She obviously was in tears after uh, the match because I mean, it's her first win. She started, I think she started like November last year and this is the first time she actually got a pin or, or a submission in this case over someone I I could totally I, I I thought actually that this was this was the most newsworthy thing of the whole show because it's someone's first win in their career and I think it was really nice. The match itself was okay, nothing special. Uh, like Sukiyama's matches have been fun. Like something that i mentioned in my reviews is that I'm enjoying the Sukiyama matches way more than the Sakurai matches and I think the difference is that Sukiyama, in a way is wrestling people that are good for her strengths. Like she's wrestling uh, people like Starlight Kid, Lady C, um, she has those two, two matches for instance and I think those type of matches help Sukiyama show off more. Then what Sakurai is getting because Sakurai is wrestling Julia's and Siuri's and Momo Watanabe's and Sayaka Mitani's, and a lot of them when they work against uh, a weaker opponent like they just beat the shit out of the weaker opponent uh, like Hayashi also I think wrestled Sakurai in one of their first matches and so I don't think Sakurai has looked as good as Sukiyama is looking and I in addition to that, like we're not getting pre-match promos. At least I'm not in in Sardom World, uh, which I do believe is part because they're 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 putting the shows out way faster, and I really appreciate it. But we haven't seen any promo by Mai Sakurai backstage promos saying like or just showing me any charisma, any character. Like right now, I have nothing to hold on when it comes to Mai Sakurai. Whereas Wakazukuyama, I mean, granted, I do have a, I guess like a, huh, I was going to say personal connection, but it's not a personal connection. It's just like maybe a slighter further uh, investment in her because I saw her before she came to Stardom and I saw her in Chocopro and, and, and Wave. And maybe that's why I'm like more invested in seeing her make it. Um, similar to what I had with Shirakawa and Sayaka, because I saw them in, in Tokyo Joshi. But my Sakurai, I can't really say that I've I've seen her. I don't I don't know if she, she's wrestled outside of Stardom, to be honest. Um, and so, without seeing promos, without seeing anything, she doesn't really show a lot of charisma in the ring. I'm having a really hard time getting invested in my Sakurai. And like i said i'm all in on on sukiyama i love (laughs) sukiyama so uh yeah i that's it's the the difference between two debutees and how they're being presented to you and how they're developing themselves but we go into the tournament matches of the 20th uh we start with fukigen death defeating koguma um actually was hoping to see this match because i thought they were gonna be I, I, I kind of hope they were going to do more serious we're not serious just like action-packed high speed wrestling but instead it was 80 percent comedy Asumi defeated Konami so good I'm surprised that Asumi we'll, we'll talk about it but surprised that Asumi it's not getting it's only has six points Suri defeated Ruaka of course Starlight K defeated Momo Watanabe in what arguably it was the match of the night um I think I think match of the nights between Kid and Watanabe and the next one, Iroha and Hayashi Shita going for the time limit draw. I think it depends on on what your preferences of wrestling are. I personally liked Watanabe Kid more just because of the, the speed and because Watanabe has been a um, a freaking monster the whole tournament. But I I mean nonetheless, Iroha Wat, Hayashi Shita was just a fantastic pair up. They pair up so nicely together. Um Iroha is really similar to Suri in certain aspects. And so Hayashi Shita kind of like knew how to work with that perfectly. Uh, And at the main event, Sakikashima, of course, defeats Mayu Iwatani because of all the people in the roster, Sakikashima is the one who has Mayu Iwatani's number. That, uh, what's the name of the move? It's, um, let me remember uh, I'm skipping it. It's the Kishikaise. The Kishikaisu role—I don't know what's so special about it, but like that's the thing that Kashima always always gets to win over Iwatani. Uh, so I—it's just a weird thing that it's Kashima who has the that that power over Iwatani. I I enjoyed so much, but uh, but that was the show. I mean, like I said, all three shows were really good shows. There's some really really good wrestling uh all around. Um, I just didn't think there was, like, much newsworthy things at this point. I mean, uh, yeah, there's just just good wrestling. Uh, if you want to watch good wrestling, this is where you can go right now. Um, but I, I do want to get kind of, like, into the point uh, system right now uh, because we are down to the final two shows. And uh, some people have been already formally eliminated some people still have a chance we can start with the red block red block julia was eliminated a couple of uh i guess i guess weeks ago because i think it's been two weeks she had to to leave the tournament because of an injury and so she ended up forfeiting four shows if i'm not mistaken um being well, for not four shows four matches uh so she ended up with a record of three, zero and six with six points on her belt. Um, now, as for the current standings of the rest of the block on the top of the card is Momo Watanabe with 12 points. She is right now leading next to her is Starlight Kid with 11 points. Following her is Natsupoi Mayu Watani with nine points. Then we have Himeka and Fukigen Death with eight points. Koguma seven points. And in the back of the line, Sakikashima and Minashirakawa with four points each. So at this point, <laughs> it's pretty obvious that uh things seem to be building up to I think it's going to build up to Iwatani versus Starlight Kid because that's like the next match. I think uh I think that's that's the match to beat because Momo Watanabe has already finished her matches uh, because of the Julia thing. She, that was going to be the, the final match for Momo. That was uh, Julia. And so Momo right now has 12 points, but she cannot get any more points. Uh, However, Starlight Kid, if she defeats Iwatani on the 25th, then she advances. If Because even if Iwatani... Well, yeah, if Iwatani defeats Starlight Kid she's still going to lose to Momo so I think that's that's where it comes down to it's either going to be Momo or it's going to be uh, Starlight Kid everyone else is virtually eliminated just because Momo Watanabe already has 12 points um, and so yeah it's going to be tricky the, 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 sh- the matches for the 23rd it's going to be a really short show unless they add they're probably going to add more openers uh, but we have Koguma and Shirakawa, Himeka and Sakikashima and Hayashita versus Ruaka. And then I think some of the openers are like Suri, Maika and Natsupoi versus Tamnakano, Sayaka and Lady C. And then I think we have Iwatani versus Tsukiyama, but, uh, yeah. So I think on, on the red block. It really comes down to Momo Watanabe and Starlight Kid. And it, in reality, it comes down to can Iwatani defeat Momo. If Iwatani defeats Momo, I mean Kid, then Momo advances. If Kid defeats Iwatani, then she advances. So I think we're going to have, I-, I can totally see a Starlight Kid finals. Uh, for sure. But then again, also Momo is incredibly strong as a, as a finalist. So I wouldn't overlook her. And then on the blue block, uh, at the Betty Barham, we have Ruaka with zero points. Her, she has a match left with, with, uh, Hayashita, who we just mentioned. And then she is taking on Asumi on the 25th. I mean, maybe she'll defeat Asumi, or maybe she defeats Ra- okay, Shita some way, uh, but I can totally see her just ending the tournament with zero points. It's Raka. I, I wouldn't be surprised. Um, after her, we have Asumi with six points, which was my biggest surprise of the year. I honestly expected Asumi to do a little bit better. Uh, unfortunately, she didn't, and I don't know. It, it sucks because she's she's been my favorite of the tournament. Uh, every time she's in the ring, I just really, really enjoy her matches. Next, we have with seven points, Mika and Sayaka. Uh, Mika has one match left with um, Konami, if I'm not mistaken. And Sayaka, she has one match left with Kamitani. Uh, but neither of them are really into contention anymore. The most they can get is nine points, which, I mean, that's sort of been eliminated. Uh, they're mostly, I mean, Mika is going to play spoiler against Konami. Uh, but Kamitami? Yeah, I guess too. Uh, Sayaka can play spoiler to Kamitani. And next up, uh, we had on eight points Hayashishita and Tam Nakano, both champions, and with eight points in the block. Uh, Tam Nakano has a match left with Hayashishita herself. And so whoever wins obviously advances to eight points, uh, but they're also already eliminated. Uh, I think that may end up being another time limit draw or just a normal draw just to protect both women. I don't think they need to to figure out who what champion is the strongest one. So we'll see how, how they do it. Uh, but yeah, that is... The 25th for for both Nakano and Hayashishita. Then, let's see. That was 8 points with 10 points. We have a draw right now between Konami and Takumi Iroha. Uh, Iroha has, I think, Suri on the final night, which is a really big match. And Konami, as we mentioned, she is taking on... Uh, Maika. So both matches seem pretty strong. I think this is going to be more trickier because Suri is still in contention with 11 points. And so a win for Siuri over Yoha means that Suri potentially advances unless Sayaka defeats defeats um, what's her face? Uh, I think it's no wait. Do we Midani is sorry, I'm reading in Japanese, so <laughs> I'm having a little bit of extra trouble trying to read it. But twenty uh, fifth, I don't know. I'm reading the wrong thing. Uh, yeah, it's Sayaka versus Kamitani, and so I can totally see Sayaka playing spoiler on Kamitani, so that Suri advances without a problem. Uh, I can totally see Mika defeat Konami. And I can totally see Takumi Iroha getting the loss to Suri, obviously. And and I think that's where it goes, it's going to come down to. I think Blue Block is going to be Suri. I think Red Block, I think it could be either. I think Suri versus Momo is a st- really, really strong finals. But at the same time, Suri versus Starlight like Kid is... It's considerably weaker, but I could totally see it. I, if I have to put my money right now, I would say we're going to have a Momo Watanabe versus Ciuri finals. And it works perfectly because Momo is kind of like, uh, with Ami Hayashita's partner. And so defeating her, it's kind of like a good setup for Ciuri versus Hayashita three at this point for Osaka Joe Hall. For Osaka Dream Cinderella. So I think that's how we're going to see the end of this tournament. We are, like I said, two shows down, but the 23rd is really pff, it's almost filler. It's just three matches uh tournament-wise, and I'm guessing they're going to add like a My Sakurai match against anyone. Uh but yeah, I, I think we're down to the end of the tournament. It's been a fantastic tournament. Uh it really slowed down towards the middle. Uh, but not necessarily that match. It was still like pretty good matches. They just started like when they had to take two weeks off, that kind of screwed the the calendar. And so in the last weekends we saw shows with more than 10 matches. And I think that forced a lot of matches to be 10 minutes. And I guess in a way that kind of hurts the quality of certain matches. Um, So, I mean, it's it's a problem they had to deal with obviously also julia getting injured uh meant some changes here and there some people some matches that we didn't get but uh i think overall it was a really really strong tournament i i have no complaints on it. it this was actually the first time that i watched the full five star i've seen like the previous years i've seen like one or two shows but this one i actually followed through and followed the points so i really enjoyed it uh I feel I still think Stardom is my favorite promotion of the year uh without a doubt every single wrestler in the card has something going on that I know about them I'm interested to see where they go even Ruaka uh I'm like are you ever going to like advance you know in your ability but uh stuff like that but anyway um so yeah we we have the next shows on the 23rd and the 25th so 23rd tomorrow uh yeah tomorrow so maybe tonight they i may be able to watch it hopefully and then on the 25th we have the very finals from Ward gymnasium that is stardom that is the update on stardom now we go to new japan pro wrestling who they have officially started the g1 climax of this year um this was a tournament that when they announced it a lot of people were really down on it i think some people are still are because they're not really they don't really know what's up but uh this these two shows were incredibly fantastic um there's obviously some some complaints about like oh chase owens and tango and where's my William Ospreay and my where's my where's my suzuki But obviously Suzuki wants to be in the US for some reason uh maybe we Suzuki and I should switch places I should have gone to Japan while he's in the US that should have been a good good thing to do but anyway the shows themselves ended up being fantastic um guys like Chase Owens and Tangaloa ended up looking really good in my opinion um and then the guys that we know are already fantastic ended up looking even more fantastic. So it's it's just fantastic, fantastic, fantastic. And let's go through this uh, the shows. The first one, Edion Arena in Osaka, Japan. Uh, this took place on the 18th. The opener was show defeating Ryohei, Oiwa, uh, Oiwa, and Fujita. They're going to be wrestling mostly uh, actual talent. So. Uh, I I enjoy their matches, but I can also understand, like, not wanting to do a lot of their matches together. Uh, I think it's completely understandable uh, because they do want to keep them specifically in in a point where neither has the advantage over the other. And so... I do see the value in just having them wrestle other guys. And so I think they're they're just going to be focusing on that. And the first two matches were show Uh show is right now showcasing his new evil persona. And what a disappointment. <laughs> He's he dresses up like a medieval astronaut, if that makes any sense. Uh he looks like a geek. But uh yeah, he defeated show six minutes. It was okay. Oyeway and Fujita just look fantastic. Uh, I, I am so into to those guys right now. but into the G1 climax and that's the beauty of these shows are we're only getting the young lion match and then straight into five matches from the tournament. I, I think it's it's perfect. It's really easy to watch even though the matches are going long. Uh, but first night we saw Jushiro Takahashi defeat Kota Ibushi. Uh, peter is back in new japan with takahashi the match itself wasn't spectacular uh obviously jihiro won because he cheated uh and that is going to be a problem right now with with bullet club i don't know how far it will go but there are three bullet club guys per group and like We know for a fact that Takahashi is going to cheat. We know that Tangaloa and Tamatonga are likely to cheat because Hado is coming out with them. And I think we know Ebo is going to cheat because that's his thing. And he has Dick Togo. Uh, Chase Owens and Kenta may not necessarily cheat as often, or at least there won't be as much interference, but hopefully they can keep it to just wrestling, especially Chase Owens. I think he's someone who should really, really try to show off without shenanigans, just show off that he can actually hang with the big boys. But anyway, Takahashi defeated Bushi first stops of, of the tournament. Uh, Takahashi, uh, I don't know. He didn't really show anything that I'm interested in. <laughs> it's, it's, it's usual Takahashi. Great Okan defeated Tangaloa. I thought this match was really good. Okan kind of like played the babyface side, uh, and I liked what I saw. Tangaloa looked really solid. Uh, he looked really solid against someone like Great Okan. So I'm really interested to see Tangaloa against guys like Ishii Takagi. Uh, obviously we've seen with Saver, And so I'm interested to see more of, of Tangaloa as a singles guy. Choriano defeated Kenta in what some people say. It's the worst match in history, but Obviously it's people that don't know how to rate necessarily because they rate comedy matches like with their work rate rubric. And that just doesn't make sense for me. It's like if I judge, uh, I don't know, like Ocala versus Omega with my death match rubric, it's obviously a terrible match because there was no single death match spot, but. If you're watching Toriyana versus Kenta and it's a comedy match, where do you rank it in terms of comedy aspect? What does a comedy match need to have and did it do it correctly? I heard the people reacting to it. I think people in Japan, like that's another thing, like Toriyana does comedy for the people live, not for the people on TV and especially not for the Western people on TV. So... I mean, you can just say it. I don't really understand the comedy. It's not my type of comedy. Fine, go watch Marvel movies or whatever you watch. But uh, I honestly thought the match was perfect. Well, not perfect. It was good for what it was. Uh, a lot of the jokes did feel repetitive. I will say that. I think I didn't really think there was like any unique shows or not shows jokes uh, to this match, and I think that kind of hurt it in terms of comedy. But it wasn't like the worst match in history like that's like overreacting that's not really knowing how to rate wrestling you just have like a a one trick and and i think that's that's unfair for the wrestlers and for the match in my opinion uh we had sack jr defeated tetsuya naito and it was a fantastic fantastic match 27 minutes Both Saver and Naito were like on their best performances. They've been wrestling. They've been feuding for the last like two months. And so I think at this point, they're just like the chemistry like right now is boiling. Unfortunately, uh, Naito got injured. He I think he teared something around the MCL. And so while I don't think that's an injury that takes you out of their game for like months, I think it will take him out of commission for enough time that they just didn't want to uh, have him continue the tournament. Obviously, the tournament is really hard and gruesome for the wrestlers. And so wanting to like, heal really quickly to keep on going, I think it was going to be a bad idea. And so Naito has indeed left the tournament, uh, even though he doesn't have any points and, there's only, and it's only been one date they decided to just forfeit every single match and they're not going to be adding someone else. I I thought that, you know what? This could have been a perfect opportunity for Hiromu Takahashi to enter the ring and to enter the tournament because Hiromu uh, is a big enough star that he can get the points that Naito was going to get, get the wins. And it wouldn't have hurt, I don't think, anyone to be defeated by Hiromu. Um... And I think like fans would have loved Hiromu in the tournament. But unfortunately, uh, what's going to happen is that we are going to be getting replacement matches for the rest of the tournament. Uh, matches of the guys that were going to be wrestling Naito on that particular night. And I have the list here for you. Uh, so in the order of they're going to be taking place, first, we're going to be getting Tangaloa versus Juji Nagata. We're going to be getting Chingo versus Yuji Nagata, which sounds good. Yuhiro Takahashi versus Bushi, which sounds terrible. Toriano versus Bushi, which sounds okay. Kenta versus Hiromu Takahashi, which sounds amazing. Tomohiro Ishii versus Hiromu Takahashi, which sounds extra amazing. Kota Ibushi versus Satoshi Kojima. And finally, the Great Okan versus Satoshi Kojima. And I think that's going to be the final night. Uh, so yeah, we'll, we'll see how this changes. I don't think Naito was going to win the block. I think the block is going to come down to Ibushi. It, it may have been like... Well, no, because it was going to be Ibushi. I mean, the, the final show was going to be Great Okan versus Naito. So I guess Naito could have taken the, the block. But... I think it's okay to give it to... to I mean, Takagi can take it. Ishi can take it. Saber can take it. Ibushi can take it. Because uh, I still believe that it's going to be Kazuchika Okada on the other side winning the whole thing. I think we are seeing the rise and the return of the Rainmaker. And so the story would perfectly build up to Okada winning the G1 this year. Uh, and then... Getting the title shot at one point in the three nights of the Wrestle Kingdom, but uh, yeah, that was the story with Naito. Uh, and finally, on this night, we had a near five star, in my opinion. I, I I can totally see Meltzer giving him the five star. I to me, it was also like a, almost a five star, like four point three quarters. Shingo Takagi defeated Tomohiro Ishii in about twenty eight minutes. This was just a destruction derby of strong style. It was 90% lariats, 90% uh, shoulder tackles, 90% just headbutts, 90% everything and like 1% slams. And it was just a fantastic match. Amazing psychology, amazing double exclamation point selling from both men. Um, to the point that I was also thinking, like, man, I don't know how Ishii is going to be feeling the next day. Uh, I do think that the calendar is going to be slightly easier for these guys. are not going. I don't think they're going to be doing like the four show runs during the weekends. Uh, I may be mistaken. I hope not. But uh, I don't know. I I think uh, I think Ishii is going to be really really hurting at the end of the tournament if he started like this. The good thing for Ishii is that I think Kenta and Ibushi aside, I think the rest of the matches are going to be like more smooth for Ishii. Um, he's already done with Takagi. Naito's is not going to be in it. Saver, is not really a hard-hitting match. It's just a lot of stamina that you need to bring. Uh, Takahashi, Jano, and Tangaloa, I think they're mostly going to be, you know, openers in the tournament. Uh, I don't think they're going to be main eventing, so they're just going to, like, take it easy. I don't think any of those guys are really going to bring a lot out of Ishii. I think he can take it off, take those knights off. Maybe Okan Ishii will be hard-hitting and will go strong. And like I said, Ibushi, Ibushi, for sure, they're going to go all out. Um, but yeah, that's the start of the the tournament for Block A right now. J- Takahashi, Okan, Jano Saver, and Takagi are with two points each. And then, sorry, we had night two the next night on the nineteenth, also Edion Arena, Osaka, in Osaka, Japan. The opener of the match was Cho Definco Se Fujita by referee decision or, or submission. Uh, good match, like I said. Well, Iwa, they're, they're showcasing show, but like the real thing to see here is Fujita in you know, OIwa. As for the G1 Climax matches, we had Evil defeat Yoshihashi in surprisingly a really, really good match. Uh, an analogy that I made on my review was that this felt like in Dragon Ball Z when you have Piccolo or you have Vegeta fight against the big villain right before Goku comes in, where you know they're going to get their asses kicked, but they give Evil, in this case, a hell of a match. And Joshihashi was just like a fantastic, valiant babyface, taking on on Togo, taking on Evil, taking on all the cheating. And eventually, everything was just way too much for him. And Evil got the low blows. He got the cheats and he got the win. But Joshi Hashi looked fantastic. Like... This is something that I really, really enjoy from Josh Hashi, seeing him overcome odds. That was fantastic of Joshihashi. Hashi. Uh, we had Jeff Cobb defeat Chase Owens and in my opinion, one of the best Chase Owens matches I've seen in his career. Uh, he just knew how to work with Jeff Cobb and Jeff Cobb was strong enough to like toss around Chase Owens and just work in perfect sync. Uh, I don't know if it helps that maybe Owens and Cobb are, they both speak English and and Cobb didn't have that much. He had like more freedom to tell Owens like do this and do that. Uh, But that was really, really fun match. Chase Owens looked really good. He didn't like, there was barely any shenanigans from the Bullet Club or like, I don't remember actually seeing any shenanigans. Uh, So I don't know. I, I, I think there's a lot of potential with Chase Owens. He's a really solid wrestler. He, we just don't get to see him in high-level matches because he never gets high-level matches. He gets the Toriyama matches. He gets the openers. Or he gets, like, first-round New Japan Cup matches. But right now, we are going to have to see him against the top guys like Okada and Tanahashi and Goto and, and Sanada and Taichi and all those guys. And he's going to have to show what he's got. And I think... Chase Owens understands the position he has been given and I think for him I don't know if this is what he feels but he needs to see this as a do or die because if he fails he may not get a, a, another chance at the G1 Climax again. Um, so I don't know we'll, we'll see what Owens delivers but so far so good I really enjoyed this match and it was short it was explosive and it was short and I I think Cobb should be like that during the tournament have a couple of matches where he's just freaking explosive and he gets wins quickly I think he can do that with people like Tamatonga or Evil or Joshihashi, where he just like or like Tanahashi Cobb for instance that could be a really good match that could build to a U.S. title match later down the road and it could be Cobb coming in and just be explosive destroy Tanahashi in like I don't know, 10 minutes and, and make a name for himself. I think that's something really strong that Cobb could do. We had Sanada defeat Tamatonga in a really good match. I, a lot of people are praising Sanada in this match. To me, it was Tamatonga, the one who I hadn't seen motivated in a long time. So I really enjoyed it. I like someone with the speed of Tamatonga is going to benefit Sanada because Sanada doesn't always get to show speed in his matches. Uh, and Tama Tonga, someone that can bring out that speed in Sanada, so I really enjoyed it. Then we had Chi defeat Goto in the the strong style match of the night. Obviously, this was a Goto match, a lot of lariats, a lot of striking, forearms, all that stuff. And at the end, Chi won with Black Mephisto. Good start for both guys. Uh, like we know, Goto is not going to win, but he's going to give us some really good matches, and I think this. This is one I actually think Tai Chi, like he's not going to win, but I think Tai Chi is going to have a strong showing this year. I think, uh, like, I think there's a couple of guys in the tournament that are, are going to benefit Tai Chi like Cobb evil, Joshihashi, uh, Okada this year. I think those guys are going to benefit Tai Chi. Obviously like Sanada and Tai Chi have been also feuding like Naito and and saver so they may be right now in sync mentally and so they may also have like a pretty good match next up we had the the, the main event of the night a fantastic match between Kasuchika Okada and Hiroshi Tanahachi this was nostalgic because both guys were on their game like Okada after the match cuts a promo saying the Rainmaker is back and it felt like the Rainmaker was back for one night. I hope I mean I'm hoping it's going to be for the rest of the year. But uh this felt like like 2015 Okada Tanahashi where both guys just on top of their game. Uh Okada hit all the points. Th- these two these two guys have had three if I'm not mistaken um Time limit draws in G1 Climaxes. I think it was 2013, 2016, and 2018 that they had time limit draws. And so what they did here is that they teased a time limit draw once again. But alas, Okada gets the win with one Rainmaker at the 29, 29, like 36, 37 uh, mark of the clock. And just fantastic. I mean... Like it wasn't the the best match these two have had. Like I mean when it comes to Tanahashi Hala, they've had classics. But in this this match was just really, really good. It felt like like I said, like the return of the Rainmaker Okada. And I think overall I thought not that B block had a better show than Block A. But I mean not as in not 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 by that much. Uh, night one... Like the two final matches were fantastic. I didn't have a problem with Yano versus Kenta. I I understand what it's supposed to be. And I thought Okan versus Tangaloa was decent. Was actually more than decent. He was good. Uh, so I, I wouldn't say it was that, that much, much, much better. But I did think that Block B was better in these two shows. And... I don't know. I think it's a really good strong start for New Japan. I think that the the little G1 climax that everyone was complaining about is going to end up being as great as every other G1 because I mean, I've mentioned this, like Owens and Tangaloa are pretty much replacing Tensan and Fale who also tend to have pretty bad matches. Like This year we don't have Kojima, which... Kojima is good, but he doesn't give you bangers anymore. He just gives you like good, solid matches. I mean, for that case, the great Okan can do that. Uh, So I I don't know. I think it's I think it's going to be a good G1 climax. I think it started out in a really positive way. And that is it for Japan. The only other show that I want to talk about before we take it home is impact wrestling's victory road 2021 took place on the 17th uh nashville tennessee the skyway studios where they've been taping for the long for the last like i don't know when it was actually it was uh it was on the 18th it was taped on the 17th of august but it it took it got broadcasted on the 18th of this month uh it was actually a really long show uh uh but it was a, a good show, I think, overall. I think we had a couple of matches, really, really good matches. It started with Steve Macklin defeating Pete Williams and TJP. It was a, a good match, actually. Uh, Just three guys that are really good. They're building Macklin as a super dominant wrestler, and they did a really good job in this match to show him off. Uh, Laredo Keat defeated Black Torres, Jake Something, John Skyler, and Trey Miguel. This, this was more like your exhibition multi-man. This was also really good. Um, let it look, hit, look really good but in my opinion Taurus and something were like the men's of the match this was a really good match Taylor Wilde defeated Daniel Dashwood finally uh, okay match I didn't really think much of it um, it's 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 kind of like the end I don't know if it's going to be the end of the feud I hope it is I'm not impressed by Taylor Wilde Like the, the match was good but I don't know. I, I I can't really say that I'm investing in Taylor Wilde, especially with this hit with this storyline. Uh Tenille Dashwood is incredibly fun to watch. Uh mainly her promos. But again, I don't think this this feud is doing much for her. I think at this point Dashwood and Madison Reigns should just switch focus to the tag titles, maybe. I don't know. Uh we had Marco Jonah defeat Rohi Raju, ten minutes. It was okay. It obviously built to Chelsea Green coming back and helping Cardona to win I mean it's okay stuff we had the Bullet Club Chris Chris Bay and Hikuleo defeat Finn Juice, David Finley and Juice Robinson good match I thought Hikuleo looked really really good Uh, but I mean that was it I'm, I'm not incredibly uh, invested right now in Juice Robinson David Finley I'm okay with but I mean it comes with a package and Chris Bay and Hikuleo I mean they're okay but when you see them as the bullet club, they really don't feel like the bullet club at all. Um, like Chris Bay doesn't really wear bullet club gear. He just has like a t-shirt hanging and Hikuleo, I mean, he, he hasn't really done much bullet club stuff with the exception of the Japan strong. And so it doesn't really feel like a bullet club thing to me. Uh, but, I mean, the match was okay. I, I, no real complaints, really. We had Moose and Morrissey defeat Eddie Edwards and Sammy Callahan. This was fun. This was actually a really good match. Uh, it was all about Eddie Edwards and Callahan working as a team. And Moose and Morrissey as a team is actually really impressive. It's it's actually really fun. Uh, I honestly, I'd rather see Moose in the main event. But I... I I'm okay with this i i enjoyed this match decay defeated savannah evans and tasha steels that's how can rosemary defeated savannah evans and tasha steels to retain the impact knockouts tag team championship the match was okay it was actually shorter than most matches of the night it may have been the shortest match of the night um and it was wrestled in a somewhat fast pace and so that did help hide a lot of the problems that it could have come up. But uh, it, it looked action-packed because it was just, like... It was about eight minutes, and it was all fast-paced action. So that really helped the match. But, I mean, okay, match. Nothing... I, I wasn't impressed by anything, really. <laughs> I, I, I kind of feel like I've seen Steels versus Havok and Rosemary a, a lot, like, even before Kira Hogan left. And so... Again, I'm kind of done with this feud. I I kind of hope that someone else challenges Habakkuk and Rosemary. Like, give me Ellering and Grace versus Habakkuk and Rosemary for like a Haas fight. Or give me Tenille and, and Madison Rayne. I mean, it's not going to be good wrestling, but I'll be okay with it. <laughs> it, it will be something new in an impact world tag team championship match, the good brothers defeated rich swan and Willie Mack also to retain the titles. Uh, okay. Match, nothing special. That, that was kind of like the theme of a lot of the matches, like, okay, match, good match, but nothing really special. Uh, this was the one title that I actually fought, had a chance, uh, changing hands in the turn in the show, but no, I did it. Uh, the good brothers retained. I don't know where they go after this. I guess they can go back to Finjuice or or I don't know. There's not a lot of teams right now, uh, like strong babyface teams. And so I don't really know where they're going to be going. They could build to a... I mean, since the next show is Bound for Glory, they could build to a bigger match between these two teams where we have a stipulation, a maybe either... i I wouldn't do a ladder match with these guys because gallows and mac would be awkward but you could do a weapons match between these two teams and i i thinking that's what's going to happen for Bound for glory so maybe that's why the good brothers retain so that swan and mac can win the titles at bound for glory then we had the match of the night easily the match of the night josh alexander defeating chris Sabin 20 minutes this was just freaking incredible Just amazing wrestling, no shenanigans, good storytelling. Josh Alexander is amazing. Chris Sivan is amazing. And them together created something really, really good. This was one of the best matches that I've seen of Impact all year. And I say that from a person that has covered literally every show of the year. And so, I don't know. This was really, really good. I... We'll talk about it, but I fear for the X division after what's going to happen in the main event, main event where Christian Cage defeated a sauce short match, actually, but a good, solid wrestle match. I mean, what can I say? Christian Cage is solid. He's a veteran. He knows how to work the ring and a saucing is a great, solid uh, up and comer. And so they had just a really good match. But the the newsworthy thing about this whole thing is that once Christian Cage defeats Ace Austin, Josh Alexander comes out. He cashes in that stupid option C thing that I I wish they wouldn't do it (laughs) anymore. But indeed, Josh Alexander has challenged Christian Cage for the main event of Bound for Glory for the title. So... I mean, the problem here to me is that Josh Alexander has elevated the exhibition to heights that I don't think it had touched in a long time, maybe Austin Aries, but if not, we have to go all the way back to Samoa Joe or or AJ Styles for that level of of quality in wrestling uh, that Josh Alexander has achieved. Like you see the year that Josh Alexander has had with the exhibition, I mean, He's gone through exhausting El Phantasmal, Black Taurus, Jake something, Petey Williams, Chris Sabin. Uh, He defeated Jake Christ won that, that one show. Uh, he's had several multi-man matches. He's defeated a lot of great, great talent, great matches. He had the TJP 60-minute Ironman match. And so him, like, it's it's obvious, like, it's just smart booking, you take your best wrestler and you put it against your champion and that's how you sell tickets. But it just like the way it happens, it kind of like gives me an idea like, oh man, like you're going to move moving on to the main event. And I think there's a big chance that Josh Alexander takes the title because I don't think Christian Cage was meant to stay in Impact Wrestling. So I think Josh will take the title. But that means that the exhibition will now not have a strong champion and that could potentially, I don't know, like whoever wins the title afterwards is going to really, really, really work his ass off to bring the, to maintain the quality, not even bring it up. It's to maintain the quality of what Josh Alexander gave us. They have Chris Saban. I think Chris Saban would be probably the best Wrestler to follow that reign because he will be able to maintain that quality. But um it's going to be tough for the exhibition. I think I they really need to choose a strong, strong wrestler to follow Josh Alexander. And hey, Josh Alexander as the world champion, that's gonna be fantastic. I'm I hope he wins because I will be incredibly happy. He is the best wrestler in the company, without a doubt, in my opinion, right now. So I, I think he definitely should win. And that was it for, for Victory Row. Like I said, not necessarily like a, a – a, it was a, it was a good show. I mean, you had really good matches throughout the show, uh, a couple here and there. But when it comes to like really like newsworthy or anything like that, I wouldn't really say it's something you need to go out of your way to watch. That's why I watch it so you don't have to. But uh, if you are curious, I would totally recommend watching Josh Alexander and Chris Saban I would recommend you watch Steve Macklin, Pity Williams and TJP. I thought it's a short match, but just to see how they're being built, how Steve Macklin is being built. Um, beyond that, I, I could I could tell you skip the rest. Uh, it's really just uh, that Alexander Saving match that I would recommend. And that is going to be it for this week of WRPX. Um, slightly shorter, uh, but I just I was trying to pack everything in it and I think I kinda managed. Uh, but that is going to be it for this week. As always, you can find us on Spotify, iTunes, and WRPXpodcast.com. You can find me on Twitter as DW Revolution. And you can go to deringrevolution.com where you can find the written versions of every show that we talked about tonight. And every show that we talked about in the history of this show. And talking about history of this show, we are close to celebrating our first year. I have a, a an idea of how to celebrate that first year, but uh, we'll have to stay tuned. I, I I may not release the celebration on the day of the of the of the anniversary because it just happens to happen like during the freaking G one and the end of the five star and I don't want to miss reviewing the shows, but I do want to do something special. So we'll see how things work out. Um, but nonetheless, thank you for, for being here, you know, through, through this year, it's been, a a, an interesting, interesting, uh, experience working with this, uh, with, with, I don't know, creating podcasts about wrestling and talking to yourself on a microphone. But, uh, alas, I think it's, I think it's fun. I think it's going to be uh I think it's going to be okay. Just like Dark Order, everything's going to be okay. And I'll see you next week. Thank you and adios. Well, that's about it, son of a gun. We've enjoyed it. Looking forward to next week. I guess we'll have to wait a week before we get to it, but we'll be right back again for Corey Macklin, Dave Brown, Lance Russell saying bye bye, everybody.